0: Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877.
1: Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany Radio for the Imagination.
2: Good morning, this is Paula Grandquist and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show that celebrates all things creating and stories and I got a, a great one for you today, so I'm very excited to talk to you today. But as I was thinking about how to introduce this, I don't know why this, this just felt like the right thing to do at this time. And the thing that I want to start this morning by saying is, anyone listening, I want you to know. That you are awesome. I don't think people hear that enough. And, you know, I was just thinking about how when we get older, there aren't enough folks that tell us that we're amazing. Maybe we need more of this in our world. I think it would be good to let people know. And it's maybe, or maybe it's the opposite that we do hear those things, but we don't always hear the compliments when we get the recognition that comes our way. Either way, know and feel that awesomeness within you. It's so easy to encourage a kid and see their incredible talents. It's also probably just as easy to see those qualities with a great performer or artist you admire. What I want you to know is that all of that is in you too. You have an amazing imagination ready for you to tap into its potential. There's amazing waiting for you. And I'm really just, I guess I'm just feeling really enthusiastic and inspired this week because I had an Art Zaney radio conversation that I'm going to share with you that was just absolutely thrilling. And I love to be able to share these stories with you each week. I think that I'm better when I'm spending time exploring the creative process. It truly gives me a boost to read about creating, learn about a way to find time for what matters, or hear about someone's life philosophies and how someone navigates the artistic world. So today I've got an awesome conversation to share with you. So get out your notebook and pencil, unless you're driving, of course, because I think there's some really great pearls of wisdom coming your way. Today in the Art Zany Radio studio, I'm going to welcome singer Rapper and writer Dessa, and we're going to play an interview that I did earlier this week with her to preview her upcoming concert at Shattuck St. Mary's in Faribault. Also joining the show today, I'm going to turn on the mic. We have uh, Tammy Tammy Ressler from Shattuck St. Mary's to talk about the uh, arts at Shattuck St. Mary's and programming for the Fessler Lampert. Performing Arts Series. You can get more information about Dessa at dessawander.com or Shattuck St. Mary's at s-sm.org pretty short and precise uh, website. And welcome again, Tammy to Arts Any Radio.
3: It's always good to be here, Paula. Thank you. It
2: is a pleasure to have you here. And you're awesome for making this (laughs) connection and for being a part of of making this happen. And
3: you are awesome for all you do. I really, really do appreciate everything you do, Paula.
2: Oh, thank you. I love love doing this. And I just think there's nothing better than uh, hearing people's stories and getting to spend time with someone who's thought about the idea of imagination and creating mm-hmm. and i always learn something so it's like having a uh, weekly seminar and and but the kind where you don't have to take tests right. or <laughs> you just get to go enjoy the world and maybe open your eyes to something new mm-hmm. and you have been on the show for i think last time was fine craft collective mm-hmm. and that was um with, with your clay work that was on display there and all yep. and more you do more than that That's...
3: Yeah, just the studio art tour and um the Studio Art Tour and the Ra- Straight River Art Festival and things like that. I love being a part of all the arts in our community.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so folks can get more information from your website, which is Wrestler R-E-S-L-E-R com. <laughs> So folks can check out what you're doing because there's always something brewing in your studio. I know that about you. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's really fun to hear your stories. Yeah. But today, you're, I learned during that interview that you're connected to Shattuck Saint Mary's. You gave me a brochure about their concert series, and I was so thrilled to learn the um, just variety of of uh, arts and performances that they had. It's not a venue that I've you know had on my radar, so yeah. this is really exciting.
3: Yeah. I don't think until I had started working there last year that it was really on my radar either. And then when I started um, both participating in and attending, attending performances there, I was like, oh my gosh, everybody should know about this. It's a beautiful venue and the variety of performances and things that are going on there is just really phenomenal. And everything is open to the public, you know, mm. the performances are open to the public. The even the student plays are open to the public, and they're really fun to go to as
2: well. So well, that's, that's one we need to put on our... And it's down in Fairbo, so it's not yeah. that far away.
3: No, it's not that far away at all. And um, they have the school musical, the student musical, is in May. Uh, I'm sorry, not in uh, in May, in April, end of April, April 27th, that weekend. And so it's really fun to have the kids doing music and the orchestra and performances. And, you know, I mean, it just adds to the things that are available for the community to go to and... You know, like you said, getting and doing creative things is so important, so mm-hmm. it's been really that's been really fun to be a part of
2: and you are the um performing and visual arts coordinator i am so you're involved in all of those things.
3: I get into the auditorium a lot <laughs>
2: yeah, I <would> think so, <laughs> and this concert we should tell people um the the, the concert venue is the new hall auditorium, mm-hmm. and there are pictures on the brochure you brought me. It just looks absolutely um incredible tell me a little about the story of of the auditorium
3: so the auditorium is a from the late 1800s so it was a not um one of the earliest buildings that was built there but it's one of the um i think it's one of the best auditoriums that i've been in and i've been in a lot of auditoriums um, but you've got the beautiful woodwork and the warmth of the music resonating off of the wood and echoing throughout that beautiful space and um the building itself is so beautiful and historic it's got the clock tower Mm. and a lot of people come in and when they walk in the front doors it's just it's so you know you've got the red carpet and these old um chandeliers and um framed. um, What's the word I'm looking for? They have like the names of people who attended school there and had different awards and things like that. So you really get a sense of the history when you're in the building. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the fun things when people come in a little early or during um, intermission or even afterwards. People like to just kind of look around and, and see this gem that's sitting right in our midst that a lot of people just aren't aware of. Yeah. So it's been it's been really fun to be able to share that
2: with people. It looks like a really elegant place. It is a, very and elegant. Uh, and uh, just a to- really wonderful way to spend an evening just yeah. immersed in that world and like you said there are student performers as mm-hmm. well as concert series and other productions that use that space Yeah. and uh, maybe we should talk just for a minute because people might not, you know Shattuck St. Mary's, I've heard of it but what is that? Maybe we could just spend just a minute uh, sure. talking about the student population and uh, school's been there for a really really long time.
3: Yeah, it's been there since the 1850s and it was a military academy originally.
2: Wow. I didn't know it was that old
3: yeah and now it's actually an a private boarding school for kids from all over the world We have kids from China and um, Russia and you know Hong Kong and you name it wherever Korea all over the world that come to school there and there's bioscience and hockey and figure skating and all these different. Um, accelerated programs for kids to be able to really get a, a firm foundation so that they can make their next step into adulthood, really having a good footing to start off from. And the kids have, you know, because it's a boarding school, they're away from their families They're And so they have really strong bonds with each other. And it's fun to see these friendships develop between the kids from you know, all over their Italy and, and Finland, but they're really close friends. And so it's just, you know, it's really fun to see. And mm-hmm. the kids participate in a lot of things. And so even the concerts that I wouldn't necessarily expect a high school kid to be interested in, for instance, we have this, we were talking earlier, but we have a classical um, piano quartet playing next Thursday. And the kids will come and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to that. And they just go up. And and because we have a very strong vocal performance group and they have a very strong music orchestra band programs. And so these kids are very interested in that. They want to know about world music and mm-hmm. they want to understand how these things, per, how the, the role that music and art play in their lives. And so it's it's really kind of fun to see.
2: Yeah, and like you mentioned, the there's a, a concert series that starts in the fall, so we're winding down for the last two concerts, but yeah. people still have the opportunity to come. The Ames Quartet is here on Thursday, March 23rd, and uh, I am not familiar, I'm certainly familiar with the um, Iowa State University, which is where they're out of, mm-hmm. but have not heard this. So this sounds like a really another opportunity to hear something that, has, you know, we don't get to hear often. Yeah.
3: I got to, um, I went on to YouTube when I was looking at upcoming concerts and I just went on YouTube and searched for the Ames Piano Quartet and was just blown away. It was nice because it was in my office and I had the music just playing kind of in the background and that, you know, and everyone's while you're, you're like, wow, this is
2: really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so if folks want to get tickets, how do they do that?
3: So they can go to S dash sm.org slash tickets. Okay. Or they can visit the Shattuck website, which is they could just, you know, you can put in Google Shattuck St. Mary's and it will take you there. Um, and then you just go to the Festlam series, but S sm.org slash tickets will give you all the information that you need and you can buy tickets online and on that site. Also, if people would prefer to do email or, um, or phone. The phone number and the email are both on the site as well, so it's it's easy to buy tickets online. I think a lot of people do it now, but you know, there's a lot of older people who may not want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always answering the phone,
0: so <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you'll be there to help I, them get the I, tickets. I do return phone calls and and emails, so yeah. So that's Thursday the twenty third at seven thirty. All concerts start. Yep. And it uh, sounds like an exciting uh, opportunity to hear something. And we have a great classical music following here in in Northfield. Yeah. And so there's just one more place you can add on your list. And it's
3: list. super affordable. That's one of the things I really like about these concerts. So like the Ames Quartet that's next Thursday, that's only $15 for adults, $5 for students. Even DESA is only $25. And I know,
2: right? <laughs> right? So it's
3: a really great opportunity for people to come and see something that, may not always be within people's reach. You know, you've got a lot of the StubHub and the Ticketmaster and all these things that are, they price things so high that, you know, honestly, for me, uh, there's things I want to go to and I look at the thing and I'm like, ugh, whatever. I just throw up my hands because I just can't, (laughs) I can't deal with it all. Mm -hmm. But this is super easy and
2: affordable. Yeah, and so let's preview Dessa. Um, That is Friday, March 31st. And I'm doing the show just, you know, several weeks in advance because I have a feeling this one's going to sell out. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so we want people to get their tickets if they're interested. If you don't know Dessa, there's a lot. She has a lot of fans, a big following. And uh, those tickets, as you mentioned, are $25 for adults, $15 for students. And it is um, Dessa at St. Mary's on Friday, March 31st at 730. And, I mean, she just has a following that, You know, she just does everything. And so how did she get connected? How did this, how did this happen? We have a new director of our Festlam.
3: I don't know. He's new, new. He's been there for a couple of years. And that's the
2: Festler-Lampert Performing Arts
3: Series. Yep, the Festler-Lampert Performing Arts Series. And so he got hooked up with Dessa. And honestly, I don't know what the genesis of that was, but it was really interesting because when I saw the concert series this year, so this is the first year I've done the Performing Visual Arts there. And when I saw it, I was doing a little research, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And um, one of my good friends... Um, she was so excited, so excited. And then, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you were such a big fan. And then I was like, oh, her, her dog's name is Dessa. I guess I probably should have <laughs> <laughs> somewhere made this connection. Cause I know she names her dogs after people that she really admires and enjoys. So, mm-hmm. um, that's a huge compliment to have the dog named after Dessa. So yeah, that was, that was pretty exciting. And, um, so I was really happy to know that so many people were going to want to come and have that availability. So it's, it's pretty exciting to have her coming.
2: It is very exciting. And so um, I thank you for bringing that to us and for making the connection for opening our eyes to uh, sort of what's going to be, you know, Something we're all going to discover the, yeah. the new uh, performing arts series at Shattuck St. Mary's. So, very excited. Yeah, and, thank
3: you for having me, Paul. It's been really, as always, it's always fun to come on, and I appreciate the opportunity.
2: Of course. Well, we're very excited here. And, folks, if you don't know Dessa, I'm going to go ahead and um, tell you that she is a singer, rapper, and writer, and she's made a career of bucking genres and defying expectations. And that's what's very exciting about her because she has done on everything from Lollapalooza, um, gone to Glastonbury. She's done things for choir, for the Minnesota Orchestra. She's, uh, you know, had hit after hit after hit number one albums. She uh, performed on the Hamilton mixtape. And the RBG documentary, her track, Congratulations, has notched over 20 million streams. That is that is something. She's also a writer. She has a memoir and essays, My Own Devices, and um, a couple other literary collections. She's delivered speeches and presentations, a TED Talk about her science experiment on how to fall out of love, which I highly recommend. And she's also the uh, host of Deeply Human, a podcast created by BBC and American Public Media. She has a new book called Tits on the Moon. It's a collection of 12 stage poems, which she performs at many of her shows. It says they're funny, weird, and a little bit bittersweet. So, folks, you're in for a treat. Her website, again, is... Uh, desawander.com Let's take a listen to a little of her music and then we'll pop into the interview with Dessa, but first we're going to bring up I Already Like You, which is uh, a song from a little while ago, but boy is this a great one so let's uh, get an introduction to Dessa here
0: Don't be shy, I already like you Don't care what you drive, I'm going to the IQ Not my style to make a first move Haven't felt the stop away since maybe high school Sealed with a kiss, sling with the nipid You gotta tolerate some risk if you wanna make a margin Wanna make a friend, we can live a little larger split the dividends Wheels up, let's go Already missed too much to take this thing too slow I already like you There's no sure bet You just ride, ride, ride town. They marathons on where they run another mouse. Well, let them talk. Let them wear themselves out. My book stays open. I know cause I wrote it. Up the trust for a part of concussion. Run it off. That ain't nothing but the cause. The cars you're doing business. And I could take a hit with the big hits. Back up off. We re- ain't count your own fingers. Feels like.
2: Dessa, with I really like you. I already like you. Excuse me, and folks, we are going to uh, go ahead and pop in the interview that I recorded a little bit earlier with Dessa. It's very exciting. You can tell I'm I'm excited during this conversation, and she had so much great to say about being an artist and uh, how to sort of engage your imagination and creativity. I just uh, had a, it was a thrill. So I'm going to go ahead and play Dessa for you on Arts Any Radio. I'm um, going to do the countdown. So checking in with my station manager here. Good. Yep. Okay, we're ready. We're ready. Okay. We're so. Oh, we're already recording. <laughs> I hope you're going to cut that else. part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. Well, welcome to Art Zany Radio for the imagination. I greatly appreciate you being here. I'm so delighted to have you. And I think the best thing I discovered in preparing for this show was that your website is desawander.com. And I have to say, I absolutely love that word wander. And I wonder what the connection for you or why Mm. that was a part of it it feels very befitting of you. um, But I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
4: Well, this answer is easy because it's my last name.
2: (laughs) I didn't even know that. Oh, my goodness. And here I'm thinking it's one of my favorite things to do is like if I'm feeling... You know, anxious, or I, I like, I just go wander, and I'll find something, something will happen, I'll, you know, discover something around the corner that I was inspecting, or, you know, take a walk and wander. So I thought that's what it was. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't,
4: I don't, I hate to forfeit the poetic (laughs) sensibility, so I'll take it. But yeah, that's my, that's my surname.
2: Well, because you always go by Dessa, right? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And looking at your bio and all the ways that you engage in your creativity, I would also think that the word curiosity is a big part of your world. And tell me about your relationship to creativity and making.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would say that curiosity is a big part of it. I think, I think that right now, Curiosity can be sort of undervalued as a as a tool. Like like very often, if, if you're reading a Wikipedia page or something, and there's something that kind of sparks your interest, I think our first impulse as adults is very often to resist that impulse because we should get back to work mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of you know what I mean. Instead of like, oh, what is where does this lead? You know, even if it's just um kind of an, an unexpected bouncing path like on internet queries, um, and I think you know, curiosity, it feels, it feels kind of like, like a water witch, you know, if you imagine like the dousing rod by which people used to look for water, for me, it feels like that's your, that's your radar. That's your sonar that tells you where the good ideas might be buried, essentially, you know, where the the new vein of interest, you know, in the same way that you might like find a vein of, of silver ore or something in a mine, like that's the tool to tell you which way to head intellectually or creatively so I would say that I don't always take it as seriously as I ought to, but it's definitely on my, like, list of best practices of, like, yo, being, cre- being curious and being fascinated by things, like, that's part of the job. Um, so, so when that impulse hits, like, follow it, you know what I mean? I uh, take that's... the time to figure out, like, where that where that interesting sound, that interesting idea, or that interesting image is coming from.
2: That's beautiful. And that's so true, because you're you're absolutely right. And even I think, you know, as a kid, you can engage that, you know, imagination, that curiosity in a a much easier way. And then you get an adult, and at least I've I've taught classes for both. And, and the kids often are like, you know, they'd have no fears, no worries, no, I, you know, they're free to roam in that world. And you're right, we say, wait, but I've got to go, you know, get this appointment made, or do this tax thing, or whatever it is you might have to do. So Mm -hmm. having that space and making that space for yourself is incredibly key. And one thing I adore about you is that you um, have such a unique voice that spans so many different artistic um, ways of expressing. And I, you know, I love love that about you. And so how do you describe what you do to people when you when they ask, what do you do? mm mm okay
4: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna hijack the conversation for a second because I just wanted to say one more thing on curiosity that, oh, of course. that I, I think as well um as well demonstrated in the point that you made about kids because I think as a kid like the your role in the universe is to go learn stuff until you're an adult
0: mm. and i
4: think I think part of the the challenge in being curious as an adult or sharing your curiosity as an adult is that it it, it, it does ask for some humility because by, by copying to being curious, you're admitting to ignorance. There's something about which I do not know that I am interested, right? So mm. you're admitting that you don't know something, which is less comfortable for adults, right, than mm-hmm. it is
2: for kids. Okay. No, um, thank you for doing that. That's that's incredible. And, I, you know, I could do a whole hour on that topic alone. <laughs> well tap me in you got my number now but
4: i'd say um i'd say to to answer your question like completely honestly and literally if i'm meeting someone new and the question comes up like what do you do for a job um i'll I'll be honest in that i cater my answer to the conversational partner you know it's like if we're just kind of chatting casually I think it would be pretty rude for me to be like, well, I span <laughs> genres and discipline. You know, that's just like very <laughs> self-indulgent. So I might say, oh, I, you know, I, I'm a musician and a writer. If I'm talking to another musician and a writer, you know, somebody else in the arts, and they say, what do you do? Okay, well, then that, like, might warrant a slightly longer answer, you know, because we're, we're already kind of um, contextualizing that conversation with some shared points of reference. And if I'm talking to a close friend about stuff, then yeah, I would say that most of the work that I do probably falls into a, the general banner, banner under the general banner of language arts. I like the way language works um on stage, I like the way it works on the page. I like the way it works over the phone. Like I'm just a sucker for language and so I'm usually interested in investigating any way that it can be rendered artfully.
2: That is a great answer because that's that's what I love too. And you've hit on all a lot of my buttons here and it's super exciting to be engaged with somebody who has that, you know, ability to, you know, think about those things and, and a willingness to engage with it. And one of the things I think artists sometimes struggle with is how to Find a a confidence in that roaming, right? Of, you know, I'm going I'm, to do this and I do that because sometimes they want to be boxed in and marketable and, uh, you know, they, they have sort of a, a business that tells them we got to know how to sell, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What has what your experience yeah. been with that? Uh, okay. So I would say that, first of all,
4: yes, I do think that there's a pressure to pick a lane, and sometimes a pretty narrow lane with really clear, solid lines on either side. So, for example, at the beginning of my career, or maybe, I don't know, five or ten years into my career, I was working with this manager who I really dug. He's a cool guy. He liked my stuff, and, I, and I, I genuinely think he had my best interest at heart. But um, part of his counsel to me was like, you know, it is so hard. To be a professional musician, does the idea of like also trying to be a professional writer on the side mm. i mean that 's tough that or that's that 's just really tough and it none and obviously like none of these dreams are guaranteed, you know, so maybe you focus on music for a while right, and then you can go back to writing and I don 't think that he was saying you know there's there 's zero there 's no bad guys in that <laughs> story, right, but I will say that I think that genre designations when we get particularly when we get pretty fine with them right this is prog rock this is mm-hmm. underground hip hop like those are more useful designates for the selling of music than either for the making or the listening of music because it helps you know where you were supposed to shelve it at best buy when best buy still carried <laughs> a mess of the CDs right um so my I I would say that I I, kind of come up against that wall a lot every time I'm making a record and I'm I'm finishing one now, right. And I'm having the conversations with my collaborators and my marketing friends, how are we going to do this thing? That yes, when I upload it to, Let's say Apple Music or Spotify, you're supposed to click a button that says what genre the album is. But all my songs are pretty different. Mm-hmm. So the best designation for one isn't the best designation for the other. But there's a pre existing system, and it's not like I can petition Apple to change, right? So, yes, there is a pressure to, to pick a lane, and that sucks. But I'd also say on the other side of it, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea that, you know, as much as I like making records, that are really widely varied, and I think that can be a strength. I also know that there are some reasons to try to find like some central unified theory, right? Because if I make a record that has folk songs and acapella songs and rap bangers on it, which I've definitely done, like, and I'm proud <laughs> of those records, I also realize, you know, there's probably not a human occasion where playing this record straight through feels like a great fit. Do you know what I mean? Like your life, the next 35 minutes of your life has to be very varied um, in an effort to like have this 35 minutes of music be the appropriate time. Is it a driving record? Well, tracks five and nine are. Is it a breakup (laughs) record? Yeah, like have a... So I think the task is probably to make what you what your move to make, to make what you can make well. And then to find a way somehow to communicate to whoever the end user is, the reader, the listener, like to give them a a heads up on where this might fit into their lives best. And I think that's doable.
2: I think that's great. And I, that is such a, such good advice. And you have always, uh, been generous with, with your time. I know folks around here, uh, it was a few years back. I didn't actually figure out what the date was, but you came down to Northfield to Arcadia charter school with, um, Bob Gregory Bjorklund yeah, for an artist residency. And I know there are some kids that still talk about that. And Bob too. <laughs> and i wow. I think it's so great that you're willing to share some of that and inspire some people. Uh, What what are some of the important lessons you like to hand off to folks that are just try to you know emerging artists thinking about where they're going? Mm
4: Hmm. Uh. First of all, I'm totally flattered to know that the students from that cohort. Yeah, that that memory has remained with them. Um. Mm -hmm. I really really enjoyed that residency. I would say that. For as eager as I might be to impart like the very hard learned lessons of a career that's involved a lot of skin knees in addition to some you know triumphant moments and into music, I try to also remind myself that like there are so few formulas that work for any everybody, right so like some of the best art happens when somebody crumples up a playbook and goes, nah, I got this my way, <laughs> right? Like you can think of examples of like, you know, can Bob Dylan sing like a songbird? Nah. Can Janice Joplin? Not, not, not in a, in a choir girl way. And is the outcast chorus, Hey, yeah, brilliantly written, you know, is, <laughs> like there's so many ways to break rules and to break them well and with style and find success. And in fact, that's part of a lot of artistic story, right? Is like bucking expectation, turning left and the school of fish turns right. Um, that said, what I do usually say to young students is however you're finding your voice and however your career is going to go. Some of that, some of those successes and challenges that you're about to face are unknowable to me. Like every few years in this business is really different, but, I've been surprised in my life that being, you know, I imagine it in the movies, like, you just got to like, if you're a guitarist, you just got to shred the absolute best because there's so many guitarists who want every job. I had underestimated the value of being a decent person. Like people see that and they notice it because they have got to spend time with you in rehearsals, in the band, uh, in the hotel room afterwards, at the merch table and in the quiet hours at the club when you're just folding shirts Mm -hmm. and being a nice person who's funny and kind matters in this business. And I know that I've gotten jobs by people who go, yeah, she music's pretty cool, but she's, she's nice. I know that I've gotten that and showing up decent, close enough that could be called on time and sober to your, to your important gigs. Um, that, that goes a long way. And then lastly, some advice that I got from my dad was, keep your overhead low, mm-hmm. meaning, yeah, like at the start of your career, like hit the thrift stops, you know, instead of the the designer sales. And um, I mean, <laughs> you know, now it's like I'm mid career. So do I buy a fluffy coffer? I do. But at the beginning it was like, just put the milk and sugar in your cup. It's free at the counter behind you. Right. <laughs> um, because every dollar that you save, in your lifestyle means that you have to trade fewer hours of your life to earn those dollars at the restaurant or at the retail spot or however it is that you're earning money. Like if you can buy your, your own time back for you to spend it practicing guitar, (laughs) you know, or singing or writing at the piano, like that's where excellence comes from. So if you can, if you can limit your spending enough to stay to spend your time how you'd like to. Um, I think that's a big deal.
2: That's phenomenal. I'd never heard anybody say those, those, that set of things, but that's like a, a great, you could put that, you know, step one, two, three, and you've, you've got it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that incredible uh, piece of advice. And I know there's a lot of fans here and they're very excited that you are coming to Faribault at Shattuck St. Mary's at the end of the month. And what, what can people expect from this evening with, with Dessa on stage? It's very exciting. Uh
4: Thanks for asking. I'm super stoked. So at that show, I will be joined on stage by two bandmates um, who I am genuine. Not only are they fun to, like, hang out with as people and fold T-shirts with, you know, at the end of the night, but they are just, like, phenomenal multi instrumentalists which for me is, like, its own, its own kind of special hypnotizing magic. So Aviva is this mm. beautiful voice, and she plays harp in the band this little tour harp it's so cool and then joshua plays keyboard and he raps with me and he plays saxophone and so it's a really like dynamic um quick show and the songs that we play as as you alluded to do do range a lot of genres so we've got some that are kind of ballads with these like really soaring three-part harmonies with all of us singing together And some that, you know, are like have a little more swagger and are quick rap songs with traded verses and stuff. So I would say we cover a lot of ground in our, you know, in our 75 minutes. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. And that's, I think that's what people like. And they, um, and this is an odd thing to say, but they expect that, right? That there's going to be that range from you. So you, uh, because you have that, that's part of the excitement of being in the show. And uh, I'm wondering when you're putting together a stage show, since sure. I, I have not performed on stage and and this terrifies me to think about that but um, the idea of you know the the reading the audience, as well as kind of, you know, pre planning, yeah. and how do you in, engage with that? And as you, I was thinking, since you're such a talented writer as well, and when you, you know, craft a story, you want to kind of have an arc to your story that kind of goes somewhere. Is that something that you also do when you're thinking about a, you know, set of, of pieces for a performance?
4: A hundred percent. Yeah, man, ah. I think, Um. I mean, some of my cohorts in Doomtree would probably tease me about it. But Yeah, I spent a lot of time building sets, and I really enjoy it. I feel like there's a science kind of unto itself in the way that you sequence a set, which is very much akin to the way that you sequence, like, an album, you know. And and it's, it's one of those, like, surprising mathematical functions that if you have, let's say, 15 songs, you know, I mean it's million. there's so many sequences that you could play those. It's way more than you would imagine. There's so many possible sequences for fifteen songs. And all of those would strike different. So I would say that in I'm aware of two things and maybe three. The first is okay, what will it actually sound like when this song ends and this other song starts? Is it a is it a pleasing last note to first note transition? Is it really jarring just musical? Mhm. And then kind of more interestingly, it's like, okay, what is the emotional arc here? Are we starting strong and then going, you know, into the dark night of the soul, you know, going down <laughs> together to some hard stuff and then coming back up the way that radio interviewers usually like to do it. <laughs> or do we have a different arc? You know, do we have a different pathway? And, um, and then the last thing is what's happening in the world today? Like irrespective of these songs and my set and my band, um, is this a day that a big, meaningful piece of legislation that's going to affect people in this room has passed? Is this a day where we've gotten so much snow that anybody in the room had to like brave serious <laughs> hazard to get here? Are we in a room, and this is like might come up in Faribault, where we have a big space that echoes a lot so that if you were to snap your fingers, the echo lasts for one second? Two mm. seconds. And three seconds. Because if so, then if I hit if we start a song that has a snare drum in it, those echoes are compounding on each other. And I might swap out some songs with heavy snare drums, let's say, for some more songs that have three part harmonies which love echo, whereas rap production does not love echo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so those are some of the the factors I guess that I would take into account when building a set.
2: That's why you have such great shows and you have such great fans because you do think about all of those things. And I think that's—I uh, ex- don't know that that everybody does that level of detail—and it, it, it pays off. And that's exciting for uh, anyone in the audience to know that it makes for a better give and take between folks who are coming mm-hmm. to see you and you being up on stage. It's like completes that triangle of what's happening in in the experience.
3: So as a family, we can
2: can appreciate that. (laughs) And I'm I'm wondering, one of the things I also learned was that you do a podcast called Deeply Human, and it looks at all kinds of questions about our world and brain and, and the people living in those brains, um, or with Mm. those brains, I should say. And, you know, and, you know, you have often, you know, like you said, have this range that covers a lot of things. And so what are some of the, the ways that, that exploring that has helped you to understand the world or people or, um, you know, what what are you thinking about this time we're living in? And I'm just curious about your take because you said you were working on an album and I wonder if some of those things are going to be coming into the the new music.
4: Yeah, I mean, so so the podcast that you mentioned, it's, like a co like a joint production between the BBC, which is in London based in London and American public media, which is based in Minnesota. And so I would say that, you know, we did a couple of seasons of the show. I'm not yet sure if there'll be a third, but every episode like tackles a basic human behavior. Why do we X? So like, why do we get, Deja vu. Uh, so that's a scientific question, right? You know, you're talking to, like, memory scientists and the like, and to maybe to some people who've had chronic deja vu. And then some of it's more, um, like, it has to do with social dynamics, you know? So, like, what, why are we compelled to hate? And, and what fans the flames of hatred and what douses them, right? I would say that in the years that I've spent making that show, there's been a few like meaningful takeaways. And I think one of them is I, even experts, how many lingering questions we really do have mm. about the way humans work and how meaningfully we revise that understanding. You know what I mean? Like the going understanding of human nature has changed so much and will change before I'm dead many times, I think. Um, and I think it asks me when it, when it it's best, right? I think, it asks me to be more critical of my own ideas. Why do I, how do I know that? Why do I think that? Is there another way to think that? And then also to be more generous with other people's ideas with whom I disagree, right? Like going from that's completely backwards and wrong to like, what premises are you building from that led you here? And where on on what, Issues, if any, might we agree? And on that small sliver of consensus, how might we forge a more meaningful connection to talk about this other stuff on which we depart? Um, so, yeah, I would say it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's humbled me in a lot of ways. And I'll learn some really cool facts about deja vu. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I didn't think you could understand because it seems so unknowable. And so uh, ethereal and, you know, like, yeah, what is this thing? And even if it happens to you, you're not even sure how to describe or what triggered it or, you know, how to put the pieces together, even if you're in the midst of that experience. And so like,
4: totally in that moment, all you can do is sort of stutter like, oh, my God, you were wearing the same sweater. I think like we are <laughs> at our least articulate, right? When we are in a fit of deja vu. But yeah, there's a bunch of signs There's. I shouldn't say a bunch. There are some scientists who spend a long, who spend a lot of energy, trying to induce déjà vu Ooh. in, sub, yeah, in, in their in their experimental subjects to to better study the phenomenon.
2: There's a lot to learn, and I'm so just so grateful that you are an artist who you know, takes those sidetracks and gives us that, uh, and, and it has that, that curiosity to try, and then you can use your language skills to try to bring it back to us, and it's just such a, such a pleasure to get to know your music, and I'm very excited about the concert upcoming at the end of the month for Odessa at Shattuck St. Mary's, so I'm so appreciative of your time. Thank you for being here today on Any Radio. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a, like, genuinely such a sweet call. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, of course. Thank you. Folks, that was Dessa. She is coming to Shattuck St. Mary's at New Hall Auditorium in Faribault on Friday, March 31st at 7.30 p.m. Tickets $25 for adults, $15 for students. Get information at s-sm.org and uh, you'll be able to buy them online or get information about how to contact the box office. So that's really exciting. Also, if you miss that opportunity, she is touring around Minnesota for April. You can find her on the 1st at the Sheldon Theater in Red Wing, on the 4th at the Reef Center Show in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, and on the 6th at the Minnesota Storytellers Show in Mankato, Minnesota. And then she's bopping down to Iowa at the Raccoon Motel Show on the 14th in Davenport, Iowa. So a few opportunities to hear Dessa, and wow, what an exciting time. I I learned a lot from her. So let's play a little bit of music as we close out the show on Radio. We're going to play a snippet of Dessa. Life on Land, and then I've got one my husband requested. So let's take a listen first to uh, Life on Land and get another flavor for her music.
0: Flip a coin, flip a car, I don't care. And the sound won't sing And some things time can't fix I'm built for nights like this Don't mean I'm proud of it And the rose in my teeth Was a pin, so it seems You pull it in your brace to blast Get ready for the bang and flash Alright, just one last dance Make it fast Flash frozen in the driver's seat Lights in motion but they lost the me There's a dozen selves inside you Trying to be the one to run the dice And some aren't even on your side When the hunger comes and finds you Only Cody knows his is road survival You'll do the rest in your spare time I'm Trying to get that universal feeling An invite-only private room But they're lost on me just a girl, in the body of a boy, in the belly of a whale, you can't be sure, it's far from sure, which winds prevail.
2: was Dessa Life on Land and just a a beautiful voice great writing and now for something a little bit different this is a request from my husband and this is what he he wanted me to play so I'll go ahead and play this is someone who's in the news right now it's a short little uh, clip here uh, and it's it's Completely unexpected and completely different. If you don't know it, it's quite amazing. This is Who's Yelling Now? And you'll see what that's all about as I pop this in. Here we go. Here's Dessa with Who's Yelling Now?
0: Dobs on the left, hawks on the right Cross-talk in the flock, trying to fight mid-flight But here comes yelling with that inside voice Never mind the mild manner, policies make noise no. She's five foot nothing, but hands of God she could pop a collar, she could rock a power bob Bay Ridge represent Brooklyn's in the cabinet Damn Janet, go and get it, 15 not <laughs> <like the> a president <laughs> She knows the kind of stimulus it takes to pass I the block I heard she called the house in Christ She's qualified It only took a couple centuries The first female secretary of the treasury Don't want no taxes There's busted glass. Janet broke another ceiling. You can bet your brass that the Lego guy is leaving less check to cash. Excuse me, Janet has a briefing and a flight to catch. And Janet, Janet, she's the first that's led the Council of Economic Advisors, treasuring the Fed. She needs a three-sided coin that always comes up heads to put the triple crown down when she goes to bed. Call the decorators, new boss in the office. Vendors and the savers watch the confirmation process. We got to meet her, now let's let her settle in. And lift up your mojitos, cause she manages them in.
2: was something spectacular again folks thanks for listening i hope you go and find uh some of your awesome this week you've been listening to art zany radio for the imagination i thank you so much and remind you don't forget to add some art zany to your life in the meantime until next time enjoy your imagination
1: You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Grandquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay, and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507 332 seven three seven two.